0: Making the Pro Bowl and making the NFL top 100 worst thing to happen to Mac Jones last year because why because he, he had, it, it was a, a sign that he made it, you know, and, and he's becoming a star and he's doing the gritty and everyone's eating it up on social media. Sorry, Mac Jones, you were a rookie. Uh, your team, you know, had wanted nothing to do with you in that windy game against Buffalo. The team fell apart at the end of last year. I'm telling you making the Pro Bowl, I think pumped his head up a lot. Uh, gave him an impression that he's a lot more than what he really was. So I think it was a bad, bad deal for Max.
1: So wait a minute. Now, now we got a couple of things going on here. I, look, I, I don't dispute that the coaching staff, that there's, he, he sees the coaching staff and not excited about it. He, loved, he really bonded with Josh McDaniels last year, and now McDaniels is gone. But are you saying he's an egomaniac?
0: I think it, it uh, certainly inflated the ego. Mm. Absolutely. Alabama kid, he comes in, he makes the playoffs. Everyone's talking about he's better than Trevor Lawrence and, oh, he's making the Pro Bowl now. Everyone's loving him up. The kid needs to be humbled, and I think that's a good thing for him right now.
2: And all this
3: negativity Make- that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice
4: was booed, I've been around with Shramski, booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy.
5: This is Entitled Town. Welcome to the Mittens edition of Entitled Town. My name is Mike Irons. Scratelli is here. Media Mike is here. And Dan is here. Uh, it's time to get on the shitting on Volan train. So let's go. All abroad. Woo. Media Mike. Uh, I think you, we have to give you credit for another Ben Peltz on your wall. You you really kind of got the ball rolling uh, with your your the low stakes unit was in high gear yesterday regarding that mittens losing dullard. Volan really really stepped in it, and his non apology apology today. Um, yes, I did call I did call the Globe switchboard today and left the message. I'm not expecting a call back to the media relations, but Volen is every bit the lazy integrity free motherfucker that we thought he was and in some way that's gratifying
4: uh yeah I, I also left a message for matt Pepin today at the globe and uh, I, I I don't expect a call back but um uh yeah i mean I, i'm uh, bursting right now we could i would join in a round of sweet caroline whatever you guys want we're we're good to go um but um no i i don't want to take i don't want to take uh, too much credit here i'll give myself you know a half a Horowitz for for say sale- saying onto the pile um because you know I, there there were some things that needed to be cleared up with that guy's original tweet just to be sure that we were that ben couldn't weasel his way out of it so um i'm surprised he didn't try i'm really yeah, surprised he yeah yeah but he 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 was dead to rights based off of the i think the second tweet that uh screenshot the guy posted was even more damning which was basically yep. <laughs> verbatim a foot Ben set about the building even uses the building like ah oh, it's fucking unbelievable first but, of all um, it's a
5: sale it's a guy in this ticket office who's dropping dimes yes. to that mittens losing loser mittens yeah. losing and, loser say loser more
4: and and that's the thing i you know i've uh i've played in this space before with with n- not a lot of success uh and the the only outcome was uh you know uh being acquainted with certain parts of our, uh, our government, um, when it comes to trying to <laughs> fool media members. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would have, I would not even have thought to do it because I would have said, well, no one's going to, he's not going to fall for Ben Volan. He, he's a dummy, a dummy of, of, you know, incredible proportions, mm-hmm. but he's not going to fall for it. But ooh, fucking, he sure did. I, a miscalculation on my part, because he, he was, and to go and you know i i don't want to make excuses for it but yeah the fact that it was on a different platform he was you could just see like that it was they they just they don't care when they're in these other yeah you know, it's not in print um so they're just they just he just said it and what a what a fucking asshole and it couldn't have happened to a better person scartelli um
5: the the guy who pulled this stunt on vol and he's evidently he's a stoolie and Kirk kind of took the ball and Minahan took the ball. Kirk, your close personal friend, Kirk, ran with the ball. Was, Does this, there's a stoolie and Kirk running with this to embarrass Volan, change your opinion of the Barstool ethos at all? How many, bar, how much Barstool swag do you own, by the way?
1: Well, I'm sure I've got uh, some of it somewhere. I'll have to go take a look and do an inventory in the, in the immediate aftermath of this episode, because it's a, it's a very, very Bostonian thing. Uh, I am just a. I, if the windships still owned the globe, Volen would have be the uh, high school sports uh, columnist for the uh, Tallahassee Times Gleaner by now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is easily his third strike.
5: Darius Fleming being exactly. the most agre- probably the most egregious out of oh, all. Oh,
1: exactly that. This guy just made up a heroic story for um, saying that he rescued someone from a car crash that never happened because he called the wrong town. Yeah this, this wasn't shady. Chandler this Jones
5: of. this wasn't Chandler Jones stumbling around Foxborough after smoking synthetic weed.
1: And of course we know that Volen has no uh no integrity and no no reporting skills. We forget that he you know couldn't find that Patriots wide receiver down in Florida <laughs> that one time and just gave up. Well, I was going to look for him but it got too hard to borrow
5: a deathless phrase. That's true. Dan, what does this say about I mean Volen's feels like volans under some sort of shadow suspension he t- he's tweeted once although as uh as mike discovered again the low stakes unit cranking shit out he has um, like tweets he's not tweeting um how would a, how would an actual ethical uh journalistic entity i.e not the boston
2: globe handle something like this how 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 should it be handled i'm, I'm not holding my breath on a suspension um uh, well, that, that would be the way, that would be the initial thing. There'd be a suspension, they'd go back and an ethical group would go back and check, okay, well, if he's this loose with uh, sources here, let's go back at his previous articles and see how solid the, the, his sourcing is for these uh, allegations that he's made in the past. Um, it's, it's, it's weird how, how loose their tongues get when going on the radio. Or how emboldened they are. I mean, Borges used to be like that, too. Yes. Um, By the way, what a
5: legacy the Globe has. Borges, Barnacle, Cullen, Volan. Really falls off at the end there, but tradition like no other. The Globe Globe will be stepping
2: on their dicks while showing their ass simultaneously. It's it's bad enough that entire investigative investigative reports, e- even books, can now be backed by nothing but anonymous sources. Now now you can just run with something that has no sources, just any anonymous guy that contacts you. You know any any old rumor from any old Tom Dick or Harry, and and like you guys said, Vol- volan has got that history. He also had the uh, the twenty nineteen Casario uh, wants out report. Yeah, that was based on nothing other than. Uh, Jack Easterby going up to uh Casario in a, at a party at a party that I think Kraft held, and no sources, just a pronouncement in the article that Casario wants out, and then a long article saying, Well, now that I've established that, let's let's talk about you know, let's let's speculate some more on this.
5: You
1: know, it's I'm, very love... strange. Uh, this uh, this cross platforming stuff, it's it's 20th century thinking that just because you're saying it on the radio, it's not being uh, recorded somewhere. A lot of these places, you know, have the uh, have the simulcast going on with their various uh, various broadcast partners, or they've got, uh, it's a webcast kind of thing. It's ridiculous thinking it's not going to get out there. Scott, so we're not dealing, thinking this
5: way. We're not dealing with a big sports brain with Volan here. We're dealing with a Briggs and Stratton push lawnmower powered brain here. It's, 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 he's not one of the great thinkers. So that's Stooley who, who broke this news. And quite frankly, I'm stunned and dismayed that one of the 15 didn't actually pull this shit on Volan. It would have been uh, again, another pelt on the wall. Uh, his, his name was Nolan C79. and just going through this really quickly, he he sent Volan three direct messages on Twitter. Uh, Buddy works over at Gillette selling season ticket packages. He heard they went with Hoyer over Zappy against Green Bay initially to appease Mac, whose camp made it very clear he didn't want Zappy to, uh, to jump in. And then uh, this is the, the, the money shot that wound up. Volan really stepped in it on WEEI, and we have the audio. Uh, no problem, man. It's clear as day Mac has an attitude problem, and even folks in the building see it daily. <laughs> this is from a guy who sells season tickets packages. Third hand, Volan's getting it from. Don't. What did do they used to say, Scartelli on WEI? Don't check it, just print it. Well, Volan doesn't mm-hmm. check it and passes it on because it suits his agenda. And Dan, I asked you if Volan's going to get suspended for this. He's not going to get suspended for this. Why? Because this is what he's hired for. He's there to to pull this shit on the Patriots. Here's the audio from the Greg Hill show. The the offending audio on the Greg Hill show where Volan steps in it. And you can hear him in his voice. The Ralph Wiggum thing. He goes, I'm in danger. Something clicks in him on this audio. Uh, Again, this is from the Greg Hill show on the 19th someone reached
0: out in my dms and said yeah max um uh his, his attitude problem is obvious in the building and everyone knows it so like you know, did, that, not well, just wh-
5: not just not just
0: a random take i mean take that for what it's worth but um, so somebody you know. reached so somebody reached out and said that Mac has an attitude problem, and everybody in the building knows it. Sounds like well, that, yeah. this, this sounds like nonsense to me, honestly.
5: Ben, just quickly, because this is this story's going to go big the second we post it. So you got a well, direct message from someone within the Patriots organization, or someone who covers the Patriots?
0: Not from someone who covers the Patriots, but I, I, I'm not I'm not going any further than that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it as a report, just as yeah you know Whispers. someone else yeah. chiming in with an opinion <laughs> the streets, are talking, the streets are talking
5: that's what i like to say ben the streets
0: are talking do it what you want call it a rapport do what you want i'm just telling you it's not like anything i'm going to go like splashing all over the pages of the boston globe today i'm just uh, further illuminating stuff that i've heard so so this is just incredible.
5: no good on kate saying this good good on chris curtis and greg hill for actually pushing him in this you there's that moment he you can hear Volan's voice going, I'm in trouble. I'm in that's danger. the second
4: best thing Chris Curtis has ever done. Let's see because
5: <laughs> yes. I, right. I, yeah. I, I wish I had a rim shot. On <laughs> We're you, laughing. We're really laughing. We're, we are <laughs> laughing. Uh Volan's fucking despicable. He Mike, he actually says verbatim. You can see you can kind of feel him uh through his voice, trying to scroll through his phone and find it he says it (laughs) really fucking verbatim from someone who he's never heard from before Tuesday of this week. It's it's absolutely, you know what? It's not incredible because he has zero ethics and I can't believe, I mean, he exists to be a joke. No one takes him or the globe seriously. And you know, it's, I guess in in a manner of speaking, it's actually really predictable and uh, honestly kind of funny. Yeah,
4: there's, uh, I'm surprised it didn't, um, it didn't happen before uh that before this and there was enough i think smoke around a lot of things that he said and i don't think it's a unique take that he was kind of engaged in this in this sort of thing but you know the thing you know we shit on breer so much i don't see like breer is clearly doing this as well in my opinion i
5: 1000% breer's been don't very quiet about
4: this he would not get caught in a direct ma- he would make things up but he wouldn't get caught from a direct message there there's I I don't see that at all I I, know he's
1: always you know very very vague as to details which has kept him employed
4: yeah exactly exactly yeah this is and I and it is I'm I'm I I I can I can and I can't believe it at the same time you know it's the least surprising thing ever but it's still still shocking that he got caught
5: Scartelli you led me into the next bit of audio I've had Breer is really skated on this and he's been as I just alluded to he's been very quiet about talking about this Mac Jones controversy nonsense. Uh, but this is him on October 16th on the same disgusting channel, NBC Takes Boston. Listen to his listen to Breer's words here, how he couches everything. He's not reporting anything, but he's presenting it as fact. It's nothing more than conjecture in what he thinks. So listen to how Breer parses his words in this soundbite talking about uh, Mac Jones's relationship with the Patriots.
3: I mean, I think things did get a little sideways really over the last couple of months. You know, and I think it's going back to the change from Josh McDaniels. Why are we bringing in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia when Bill O'Brien's sitting out there and potentially we could have made a run at him? Why does it make sense to have a defensive guy and a special teams guy here? Why are we changing the offense? Why are we streamlining after all the success I had? You know, why, 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 why? And I think that bled over into the injury now. And I think. This is sort of given the coaches an opportunity to send a message to Mac. I don't think Mac was ever in jeopardy of losing his job, but I don't think that they told Mac that either. I don't think they said to Mac. Hey, listen, you're good. Don't worry about how Bailey Zappi plays. I think this is a chance for them to sort of send the message to Mac that you have to do things better. Like you have to, if you trust the offense, look what the offense is doing for this fourth round pick out of Western Kentucky. We saw early in the year and you know, he freelanced some, he took shots downfield. We saw the turnover issue. And I think part of the message here is watch what Bailey Zappi is doing. He's doing what we're telling him to and watch how the offense works for him.
5: I'm such a fan of the, the the softcore porn music they use in the background <laughs> at NBC takes Boston to, uh, to illuminate Breer's point. I think the over under on times the Breer said, I think in that soundbite, Dan, I would set it maybe at 8.5 insight free since 93, the Ohio state Buckeye. I mean, again, Offers nothing. Zero value added. It's a regurgitation situation. Breer is smarter than volen That's not a compliment, by the way. But Dan, what did you take from that audio? I mean, it, he's, he's
2: saying nothing. I was really glad you brought up that audio because uh, the volen screw up kind of pushed that off our radar. But yeah, that's yeah. – that's, uh, that is Breer in a, in a, in a, nutshell. He's he, he, he has no sources. It's all just this wish casting of what he wants the story to be and trying to play it up as if this, this is what's really going on in the organization. Do you have, do you have the Florio audio too, or is that? No, we'll do, we'll do the, hopefully we'll get the Florio audio next time it's. Uh... I, Cause I, I did want to mention that. I don't want to have uh, Mike Florio. Uh, let's let him off the hook either because he was also on Hill's show And I can't remember if it was Hill or uh, Curtis that asked them, so you're reporting that there's tension between Mac Jones and the organization and Florio, who's like this master uh, mealy mouth, equivocator, prevaricator, right? He's like, well, reporting's a strong word. Reporting implies that I'm 100% certain that there's tension, that there's an issue, that there's something. I have just mentioned a few times, and I've written about it in vague, loose way, that I have reason to believe that something's amiss. Something is amiss is what I'll comfortably say. He's, he's, ugh, what such what a, a bullshit weasel. artist! What an absolute weasel! Yep.
5: Scartelli, is it possible? You know, is is Volant ac- actually more loathsome than almost the coach Greg Bedard? I have no clue. What do you think? If you had a gun with one bullet and you're in a, locked in a room with Bedard and and uh, Volant, and you suicide is not an option, who do you shoot and who do you pistol whip?
1: Well. It's hard to say. Greg used to be bigger, you know, and and points to him for somehow you know becoming less attractive as he's lost weight. But you know, what, what can I say? You know, you can go as Barney Fife for Halloween. I'm you know what else? He
5: also lost his codpiece. I mean that that hairline. Ooh, what the <laughs> hell happened to that dude's hair?
1: But anyways, you know, I, it would be you know, I think you know, it would be you know, shoot Volin and then pistol whip Greg. But yeah. Uh, but it would be a, a close-run thing.
5: That's, fa- that's fair enough. Mike Breer. Uh, he's been... I mean, he's... Honestly, Breer is a pretty solid source of consistent comedy. He offers nothing. He contributes nothing. Quite honestly, he's like... He has very Costanza-like job skills. You know, he's, ba- he's basically the assistant to the traveling secretary at SI.com. He could attach the, uh, the six Lombardi trophies drive around the parking lot of Gillette, you know, it, it demand to be fired. Also, he's not allowed in that building, so we couldn't actually go get the Lombardi trophies for the record. Remember, Albert Breer not allowed in the building anymore. Um, I kind of begrudgingly respect Breer because of his – he doesn't block anybody. He has yeah. really thick skin. And he kind of rolls with it, but he's – He's a dullard. He's just not at Volan level. I kind of admire him for his indefatigable nothingness in a way.
4: Yeah, the, it's a. I don't know. Is it? Is it? You know, it's not Sam Sheepdog and Ralph Wolf <laughs> with, with us, but maybe it's something. Born maybe and it's morning Sam. Yeah, it, it maybe it's not one of the. It, it's not quite that. But I mean, it's it's he's. Yeah, there is there's, there's a begrudging we both have our roles to fill here. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely. and his is to be his is just to tr- tweet the most fucking inane shit. He
1: covers and, the you know, whole league, bro. In right, urine.
4: Yeah, and like at least with like rap, and when he does these weird like summations of like what he just tweeted, he has to like summarize his own tweet. At least he did the work, you know, yeah, or or you know, got the text from an agent. Breer is just like this grand pronouncement, and it's just it's it's fucking galling. And he's it's
5: word salad. It's always yeah, word salad. He he
4: he just the he he just treats it with such. I was talking to some a friend the other day, and we were saying you know, the thing we'll miss the least about raising kids under you know the age of eight is the grand pronouncements that are meant to be. Uh, these keen insights, like people like to do this. And that's it, it, Breer is kind of like that with with football. He just, the, these random statements that are meant to be really insightful. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. He is, he is, he annoys me. Yeah, he annoys me the most, but like there is a begrudging admiration for um, his ability to to do it in a way that he probably won't ever get caught.
1: And I do like how much he loves those teenagers out in Ohio.
4: He does love those teenagers. He's like Jim Jordan. No, no no one from Ohio is like teenagers as much as, as that as Jim Jordan.
5: <laughs> Scartelli, uh, excuse me, Scartelli, uh, begrudging respect for Breer or is it just another dummy in the media landscape?
1: He's managed to, you know, he's he's holding on to his job like a tick. He's dug in good. And, you know, bless his, bless his, you know, austro-hungarian heart for doing that you know he's you know he's managed to you know put forth this you know everyman persona after getting into his uh safety school being a popcorn heir, and so you know i'm 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 genuinely happy for him and nothing makes me happier than you know even even happier than his uh than his ohio state stuff is his you know idiotic uh, love of his uh high school football team.
2: Oh. <laughs> How about <laughs> is, him being so transfixed by... Take what's yours. Take what's yours, exactly. Yeah. From the hearts so of Lincoln Sudbury. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> How about him being so transfixed by the uh, the fans pulling down the the goalposts?
4: Like, uh, oh, this is...
2: this
1: what, uh, Why would you not go to a football dude, school?
4: Dude, alcohol, <laughs> laughing my ass off. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh,
1: exactly. Oh Oh, yeah, me and my bros would drive four hours to Kentucky uh. to get some Everclear. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's, that's a brilliant. Yeah. Kramer's 10-cent uh, Kramer's Michigan gambit was was better thought out. Uh, Dan,
5: we dude. lose so many frat bros on those runs. But it was worth it. <laughs> what do you lose on a normal cruise? 30, 40? Oh, God. Dan, what if Breer goes in, you know, SI eternally cost-cutting Breer, I, Breer does work for SI. I don't think anyone's actually ever really read a Breer true. piece. Thank you, Scarce. Um, So if he goes in, if Breer goes in to see the old man Leland, old man Leland at Brant Leland at SI, and they ask him, what is it you do here? What does he, what does he answer? Can confirm? That's the
2: sense inside the building. What, what does Breer actually do, Dan? He would pull out like an old Peter King column that has Peter King's name scribbled out and has his in, in place. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. There were a lot of, I mean,
5: Volan was kind of the, the spark that lit this inferno. There were a lot of losers that exposed themselves. I will say this. Um, the Patriots media horde that usually circles the wagons absolutely did not regarding this. Jeff Howe. Doug Kai, they're all taking shots at Volan. Um, I think the phrase, Mike, that was used previously by he who shall not be named regarding Volan was there was unprecedented loathing in the press box for him. And the fact yeah. that, um, you know, we'll get to Mego and uh, BJ Dean in a minute. Sorry, John. Um, the fact that his colleagues did not support him or, or offer a vouch, never vouch. But I thought that was maybe the most telling of all, the silence and the piling
4: on from his colleagues. The It, it even started before he was confirmed duped by a direct message. There there was yep, a lot yep. of pushback that you don't normally see. And he's probably the only guy in the history of the beat, really, to experience any kind of pushback. It, it wasn't always direct. It was kind of oblique and from- Nearly from. Mouthed. From, from Howe and, and Breer specifically are the ones that I remember kind of tugging each other's pricks about how shitty Bolin <laughs> was. Um, so I, I think there is precedence there with him because he is that, like you said, the, the person who may have said that to us, um, you know, he is, there is an unprecedented loathing um, on that beat of him. And that, I think that just speaks to how bad he is given um, the level of the quality of people that are, on that beat uh you know mike reese accepted for sure uh but yeah they're just total fucking shit bags and even they they all see it and the way he's cheating it and the way he's he's always cheated it and the way he's pretended to be down there at the stadium um at times and and things like that so yeah it's 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 kind of not surprising that they didn't circle the wagons for him and when there was real credible evidence of a fuck up um they were happy to um to to shovel some some dirt on that grave yeah,
5: it's a good point. Uh, D- Dan, it was pretty telling uh, the piling on. Uh, I mean, it's its pretty plain to see that, you know, Bill doesn't respect him. His colleagues don't respect him. He doesn't do the work. He makes shit up. He takes the path of least resistance whenever possible. Um, you know, this is the state of the Boston Globe. Kevin Cullen still has a job. Ben Volen has a job for now. And I you know, I actually reached out to uh uh Bruce Allen, the uh the founder of the Boston Sports Media Watch message board and website that we all, you know, congregated on. And I, I asked Bruce, what's the chance they they fire Volum? Less than five percent. And he sent me back the Blutarski, zero point <laughs> <laughs> zero. Yep. But I mean, it, is this a crime against journalism? I mean I've got I'm just wondering. This, Christ was, Christ. this
1: was brought up on the uh on the uh on the message board here, you know, that, uh, that, some of us are still part of that. Uh, w- w- do we think that, uh, if, uh, Volan survives this, is, is it because the old timers that read the Boston globe like him, or is that he's making Christian Arcan sort of money writing for them
5: <laughs> or, or, or any combination thereof? I, I mean, the, the easy answer is yes. I mean, what, I mean, Dan, what does Volan bring to this? There was, it was, he could a, be replaced by a monkey. Well, I'm not going to touch that one, Scarsy. But McBride's the beat writer. Gasper is the uh, the jackass of all trades. I mean, he's the the national NFL writer. What stories has he broken? What does he offer? I mean, I guess the union protects him in this.
2: No, but, it's you it's, know there
5: is a pattern of behavior on the, uh, w- with regards to Volan. Volan, turn over your phone. I, I meant to do a search on Volan regarding the Brady the the phone nonsense with Brady, but what, I mean, what, what is the end
2: game here for the globe? I mean, they just hope this blows over. I still feel it's a Red Sox thing. I, I think he serves a useful role. His entire uh, MO is to repeatedly say that good thing you're watching. Here's why it's actually bad. You know, right? that's, and they're, they're happy with that output. Apparently.
5: Mike, do they do the, uh, the, the Bernie law thing? Do they transfer him to the other parish? Maybe <laughs> send him to the Bruins <laughs> or this Red Sox meet?
4: Well, I mean, what Ben has done to the Patriots is far worse than what Bernie law did. So, <laughs> I mean, no, uh, n- maybe, um, I don't know. I, I speaking to people in the building, uh, and I, uh, the, they're not at Morrissey Boulevard anymore, I guess. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, Kind of jarring. I was home last yeah. week driving down Morrissey
5: Boulevard and not seeing that building right. across from UMass Boston was a bit jarring.
4: Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I I heard no chance initially. Then oh, this is getting a little legs. I I wonder if he is getting some kind of shadow ban or at, at the very least, I don't thousand think they can percent him on radio. I don't think they can let him on radio um, or um, TV for a while. That's probably that seems likely. They're they're tone deaf and they're arrogant. But are they that arrogant? I don't know. The appearance like,
1: you know, of uh, some sort of you know. Some sort of you know penalty, I think, will be uh, helpful for their cause.
4: Yeah, and and I do think that I do think that his continued existence as on the beat it will be probably entertaining at the very least because nothing he is he is done he has done you know it would be like keeping John Tomasi on on the beat so he he will just be tra- everything he writes will be like he he will never break a story again because it'll be just destroyed and. So uh, online, so I, I kind of I kind of like that he'll be sticking around if that's where, the case, and I think it will be. Yeah.
5: And where's Tomasi? Tomasi's at NBC Takes Boston. Volan is appearing on NBC Takes Boston. It's like a home for journalistic diddlers. I mean, that's I guess where they <laughs> that's where they wind up. Uh, Scardsi, I mean, I mean, what? Let me ask you, what's the end game here? It's I don't see. Do they just try to let this blow over? I mean, is it on uh, the good truth, the truth-seeking people of the 15 and the 15net.com to kind of pound this, you know, pound this home and not let this go? I mean, that's kind of Well, bless
1: their hearts. One of our interns at the 15 took the uh, the initiative and looked up the uh, Boston Globe uh, switchboard numbers. So if you go to the uh, 15 intern uh, on the Twitter, you can probably find that. And, uh, but... uh, People, people are, you know, people are sending messages, they're tweeting, they're, you know, sending, you know, carrier pigeons. I don't know what the hell else they're doing, but people are upset about this. And rightly so. This is, they shouldn't be saying these sort of things about our Mac. I mean, I'm, I'm one of the people who's hardest hit, I I bought a Mac
5: Jersey. (laughs) And here is the 15 intern at the 15 intern on Twitter. Here are your Boston globe switchboard numbers. 617 2000 and 617 929 7400 Uh Mike, uh is it Matt Pepin is the sports editor? Is yes. that am I
4: correct? Correct. Yeah, he he no longer has a um he no longer has a uh, <coughs> uh a, a Twitter account that's public, it's been deleted, which seems interesting. Odd. It's, it's convenient, awesome, yeah, it seems odd. Uh,
5: we have to take uh we have to put in our crosshairs. Uh, someone who's very, very near and dear to my heart, someone I almost share blood with, Brother John, who has vouched relentlessly and epically uh, from Megan Autoliti. Megan Autoliti is definitely Team Mittens. Uh, uninformed, ignorant, and underemployed is no way to go through life, Mego. This is Mego. Uh, this is actually audio posted by the Kirk Minahan Show's website. This is Megan Ottolini on. Um, I guess that's MFM, is that uh, uh, the scab, Fourier, and uh, Mego on WEI are discussing the mittens losing Dullard? It'd be helpful if I actually didn't mute the audio. So this is actually Megan Autoliti on WEI. I didn't work at the Globe. I worked at the Herald, uh, but I know that the Globe standards are very, very, very high. Challenge Challengeflag.gif, Dan. (laughs) The globe standards are very, very, very high. She, I I honestly don't, I mean, she's she's a young woman. She grew up in, uh, evidently in, let me actually, let me me pull up the bookmark here. Our friend North Andover's own Patrick gave us a a brief bio for uh, Ms. Ottolino. I guess I, uh, our buddy, I think Jay Santos uh, pointed out that, conversed her with Adam Ottavino in a <laughs> in, in a uh, in a previous podcast I'm trying to find John did that almost certainly almost certainly a, a
1: conflation but you know it was it was it was top of mind that time it was of top. year
5: mm-hmm. yeah well I don't have it but uh, I mean Megan Ottolini Nick Cattles Nick Cattles uh, Sacramento Nick Cattles coming out here it is let me before I get to Cattles here is our <laughs> buddy uh North Andrews own Patrick uh, this is Megan Ottolini's uh, uh, thumbnail uh, biography to date. Born in a ramshackle home in Gross Point, Michigan, later forced to move to the wilds of Gaithersburg, Maryland, Maryland by her iterant parents. She slummed it at George Washington. Then in 2011, accompanied only by a meager trust fund, life finally began when Meg enrolled in grad school at Boston University.
1: Yes, uh, both her parents are doctors. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one of, one of those sort of things.
5: I guess we can cue. It's a hard knock life. I mean, condolences for having to sit next to Meathead, uh, Fourier, and Scab Maloney for four hours a day, five days a week. But uh, Dan, Megos, you know, she's a kid, whatever. Uh, big sports brain. Um, misguided, stupid. I mean, the, the irony is is this is the maybe the only the, the one time that people actually seek out weei and uh, the mfm afternoon program to listen to them but i mean uh she's a voice in the wellness her and nick cattle's vouching never vouch I, I i guess this is this is proof
2: maybe she got the short straw i don't know the just to be the contrarian to the one person that's that's supporting ben but we know that that's
1: it. a definite radio technique where someone you know loses the coin flip yeah
5: are we being too hard on john's girl there scartelli
1: I I think I gave like a uh, one third to one quarter vouch for Mego back in the day on the on a, the podcast that that happened on or one, one subsequent. So, so I'm still somehow not blocked. So if you need someone to unblock you (laughs) at some future date, I'll see what I can, I will see if I can intercede one, one time for old time's sake, but no, no, she, she should know, she should know that you should know all the, uh, all the, all the skeletons that are in the Boston globe's journalistic closet. If you, if you don't know all the, uh, all the, all the scandals, then you can't, you can't speak, can't speak knowledgeably of this. And, and she just, uh, she did not. And that's unfortunate, but she's young. She can learn confidence is high or at least medium.
5: Was she the one that, uh, didn't know Borges worked for the globe. That's the one, the one and the same. Mike, is it is
4: well? Is she it, didn't, yeah, she didn't know that there was a, a scandal. Uh, a, a a scandal yeah, yeah. with Borges at the Globe, right? Yeah.
5: So that was going to be my question to you, Mike. Is it just because she's not hyper-local and she's a kid? Is that I mean, these are these forgivable sins? Is she just no? You know, that's no?
4: don't you, you? shouldn't be on the radio. You, you shouldn't be talking. About this stuff. And I, I had has nothing to do with the um her whatever her being a woman certainly uh because you know all we do is shit on the fucking talking radio men here so uh the talking radio lady is not exempted uh we'd be remiss of course we we did not mention her one year as an assistant lex coach at wellesley college which is certainly a high-paying position that anyone who is um you know not not uh benefited by a trust fund could 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 handle uh but you know she's just uh, again a, a total idiot um and you know like like you said she is she's a kid uh, I, I don't find anything particularly offensive about her right, other, than, right. other than her stupidity so i mean that's just how it is but like it's just like you know the balls the balls on her to to um to she, just, was she was in a
5: newsroom like at the Herald and i compared the Herald yeah. to the uh, the market yeah. basket
4: flyer the wingo square the wingo square news <laughs> shit rag the All wingo right. square <laughs> shit rag hat tip yeah. to Aussie <laughs> um so
5: i mean i guess we've taken steaming dumps on on mega we've given uh you know mittens his is just due uh dan why don't you wrap this up on uh, on the the shitting on media segment of the program always one of my faves by the way
2: I, I think the thing that set me off on twitter with this was when she was characterizing it as careless you know it's just a careless thing that he did and she and, thought that
5: one platform didn't translate to the other. It didn't undermine oh yeah. credibility. That that too. Right.
2: Like, oh no, you know, he's not he didn't write it for the globe, so it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, you well, know, Gutenberg That's,
1: didn't put it into, you know, movable type. So <laughs> yeah.
2: So it, it it what gets me is they're always so cavalier about how they are with athletes and coaches and, and what have you in in the in the there, there, there's no problem with them saying, ah, that guy should lose his job or that guy should. But when it comes to one, you know, when one of them is then their own livelihoods are, are at risk and their own asses are on the line, all of a sudden we're supposed to give the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, well, it's just a simple mistake. Anybody could do that. It's just careless. No, it's, he made like the biggest mistake. His one job is as a reporter is to gather and report accurate information. And he was derelict in that duty.
1: No, we're supposed to all stand up like they're Atticus Finch. The hell with that.
5: <laughs> you know, I think the, the, most damning, the most damning statement that I can read on Twitter from the last couple of days on Volan comes from a, a vouch from B.J. Dean. Uh, B.J. Dean tweeted Thursday morning, I ride with Ben. He admittedly chunked it here, but I had huge respect for his open-mindedness. Dr. Evil quotation fingers on the Patriots beat. Not a better than, worse than thing, just a you-need-this-guy thing. No, really, BJ, we don't need him, in the words of Greg Bedard, at all. All right, enough on the mediates for this podcast. There's there's always – my favorite podcast, Shitting on Mediates, is always the next one. The Patriots actually had a football game last Sunday, uh, Mike. 38-15, uh, to 15, a win in Cleveland that – was never in doubt, but closer than the score indicated, which is kind of odd, but you weren't with us last week. Zappy has been a professional quarterback, really, really stunning his poise for a rookie. It's Max's job. I think we all agree on that, but um, it's really a nice problem to have. You have two young, cost-controlled quarterbacks who look good. Um, your impressions of Zappy,
4: and, and your feeling what'll happen on Monday night against the Bears? Uh, he's been... Outstanding, and I think it only underscores a couple of things. One that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, the greatest selector of quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Um, I I, my running bit of the uh Belichick QB tree, um, weekly records, um, will shall continue until morale improves. Um, but um, (laughs) uh, it's he's been he's been great, uh, takes care of the ball, uh, gets it out quick gets it where it's supposed to go and that's all you can takes care of it and that's all you can ask for really um i you know like my mother texted me today this is uh you know one of the great moments in my life she said (laughs) you know does he have does does zappy not have the ability to get that much better i said well and i was like i thought that was a good question i said well i I don't really i I don't know i think he's gonna get a lot better but you know as far as his I, i think in their parlance of the, in the parlance of the Patriots, I think, you know, he is a, I I believe in the Holly book, they refer to it as, as a dirty starter, right? He's a guy who has limitations, which are, I think in his case is height. He's probably six foot and one half inch and the arm is in a cannon. So when we're talking at this level and we shit on the intangibles thing, um, Enough with, with Mac and, and Brady. We we make fun of that that kind of thing. So, but I think when you're at the, the top top level, it, it you know we're we're kind of thinking about it in a way that is, um, you know that 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 there, it's it's small. The margins are very small, and I do think there is. I just think there is that there's a step down physical from a physical standpoint for him, that might limit. Um, what his ceiling could be and I do think max ceiling is higher um and that's just uh, that sucks sure. for him because he's been unbelievable and you couldn't ask for a guy to do any better than he has in in replacement capacity for a fourth round pick for from a a low um uh bowl bull, bowl bull, uh, series school is one year, school, been I insane. Think. It's, yeah, insane. <laughs> a insane. mid-major directional um, so, school, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and, and so I don't think that's anything against him, and it is a good problem. I'm I, i I'm fine with him starting as the Bears, because I think they can win that without the Bears. Yeah. And if there is, you know, I haven't looked at the, uh, I haven't looked at Mac's medicals, and I don't know how he's running. So if they start him, I, I'm sure he's healthy, and I, I think he probably wants to start. But uh, I'd be fine with him running out there again, um, because I think they can win it with without Mac. And I, I don't think it's a quarterback controversy. Now, if Matt comes back on Monday night and he's not completely healthy and he's not uh, ready to go and he throws a couple of picks, not because he's not ready, just because of random chance, you know, maybe you do have a co- quarterback situation on your hands where where Bill, you know, considers some things. I I, I don't see that, but you know, maybe it happens. So I, I'm fine being cautious, and it's a heck of a problem mm-hmm. to have at this point. And and it speaks to the rookie. And the second thing, I guess that I didn't finish my thought on is the 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 value of a rookie QB quarterback with Bill Belichick a rookie scale contract with Bill Belichick yep. is uh the depth that they're able to have without paying a quarterback 25 30 million dollars against the cap is, is great yeah Den- what denver
5: did with uh the formerly celibate <laughs> right. uh, midget Rus- russell Milson.
4: <laughs> so you see
1: a couple of uh couple of interceptions possibly from mac on uh, monday so you're saying Aguilar is going to be active
5: it's it's like like yeah. Flipper hands Nellie Ags as I think that was a junk <laughs> oh, no. drawer I just here. want I,
1: right? I, I, I I you know bring up the junk drawer idea as many times during the uh, podcast as you'd like <laughs> uh, I just like to say that I am 100% behind the whole idea that there is a quarterback controversy Zappy has looked very comfortable under uh, under blitz pressure which uh, Mac has not this is you know just you know fact not opinion
5: well, look so, at Skartzy. Skartzy moving steady. merch on the 15net.com and, and firing takes on the podcast. He's a multimedia platform superstar. That's <laughs> right. Mike, yeah. to drive home your point, I think, and I'm, I'm going to, another timely uh, NFL slash pop culture reference for those of us on the podcast here. Bill Belichick, look look at the line of demarcation in Vinnie Testaverde's par- career, pre-Bill Belichick, and then after he got to Cleveland. Bill Belichick unlocked the quarterback that Vinny Testaverde became in Cleveland and later with the Jets and the 99 Jets, 98 or 99 Jets, a, 98. A, a, the 98 Jets are probably a Vinny Testaverde Achilles injury away from going to the Super Bowl. So oh, thank God. That was 99. 99. 99. Correct. Yeah. That was the Ray Lucas year when, yeah. um, you know, Rick Meyer, you know, was terrible and they kind of in desperation turned to former Patriots special teamers. Was it wasn't Ray Lucas a Rutgers guy too? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, another had, never,
4: Rutgers, had never, Tessa Verde was never, um, a league average passer until he got, he got to Cleveland. Um, and, and Bill started him. Mean, he was, you know, consistently above, he was above, you know, league average with Bill. Um, I think yeah. he threw 35 interceptions one year in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Is that bad? <laughs> it's just insane that 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 was allowed to happen. Like, didn't what what, what did Payton throw? Did Payton throw twenty eight as a rookie? Was,
5: I think he was 26 twenty six. Like, how do we how do we
4: allow that to happen as like a society? As, that's like, why Jim crazy.
5: Mora melted
2: down. Payton after Peyton Manning's rookie yeah. year. Dan, i misremembering, but wasn't there a colorblindness issue with Testaverde in Tampa or I, the, I think you're right. It
5: was the the creamsicle uniforms were enough to uh, to yeah, damage anyone's retinas. Yeah, yeah how did that work with the becomes, browns orange helmets
4: it's the last that's the last that's the last um accepted bias and i will have none of it as a colorblind as a person who suffers from the disability of colorblindness
5: thoughts and prayers to slurring mike on route one <laughs> dan what dan dan uh the mac zappy thing much ado about nothing yeah
2: oh yeah uh, i mean it's, it's it's a nice luxury to have you got a capable backup um he's a uh he's a heady player I think he's got a live arm uh is his pocket awareness better than I
5: thought better than I thought he's definitely kind of a, a young Drew Brees body style but he you know I never maybe it's recency bias I never felt good about Brees throwing outside the numbers late in his career um but he had a shoulder issue uh which is where Russell Wilson's heading by the
4: way that was a good I think that that was the one I thank you for bringing that up that was one comp I had like where I was like doubting, like, okay, maybe he could be whatever. Right. And the, the breeze comp was there. I, I don't know. If, I don't think that's particularly. He steps up in the pocket Hopefully, like, yeah.
5: like a young, like a, a, I'm not going to damage him with a uh, Botox Brady there, but he does step up in the pocket, which demonstrates a really good field awareness. He has surprisingly, mo- right? You know, yeah, mobility some- within the pocket as well. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, rip off Michael Vick runs. But, um, you know, the other thing, Scartelli is. You know, you know what we're not hearing a lot of now? Shoe pissing about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge working on the offensive side of the football. The offense has looked damn good. They've gotten a rookie quarterback making his initial and second start ready. He's undefeated. He played well in relief in Green Bay after coming in cold. So, you know, maybe that's, you know, Chatham was on a few weeks ago. He, he predicted that that narrative would die. Um, feeling better about, I mean, we never on this podcast i don't think we felt bad about having a defensive quote unquote defensive guys in the ear of a young quarterback helping prep what he might see but that narrative's dying like a lot of the preseason errors the draft sucked bill can't draft receivers taquan thornton has two touchdowns on sunday but it's it, it's the best form of the patriots season pat is when yeah. Stacey Jackson too that's the other
2: one that right. died the other talk <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack
5: Jones yeah and I'm being long-winded on this Scartelli. but uh you know the media narratives going to die as the season goes along is always my favorite part of uh, Patriot success
1: oh it's a beautiful thing and it's a it's a it's a tradition like many others in the in this region but yeah and, and you know and then this isn't this is neither here nor there but I, I believe uh zappy got a you know commensurate number of uh, snaps in practice with Hoyer during the uh, week uh, leading into the, uh, the game where he came in or, or something along those lines. Um, I, I may not know what I'm, I may, uh, I may have that somewhat wrong, but I know that he w- didn't come in like a, it wasn't like, uh, wasn't like Hoyer got a hundred percent of the practice snaps that week.
5: That's, that's a fair point. Dan, Justin Fields stinks. He would, he'd be holding, he'd be fourth on the Patriots depth chart. I would dare to pause. The guy's an incredible athlete. He's uh, Ohio state, you know, where Brears, where Breer's heart is going to be on Monday night at Gillette, but field stinks. The bears are in a rebuilding project. They gave up capital to move up and get fields. If I'm not mistaken, Um, I think it's pretty clear what the Patriots have to do Monday night against the bears. Don't give them the the frigging game to paraphrase Jim Moore. Um, They should be in really good position to go over 500. And as Mike said, uh, have a, you know, assuming Mac doesn't play Monday night, I kind of think he will play Monday. Um, You know, football players play football, but the Patriots are going to be in pretty good shape if they can take care of business on Monday night against the Bears. They have the Jets twice in Indy following that game. I mean, this, the arrow could be pointing up. God forbid we actually be positive every day.
1: Maybe the jets aren't the, uh, you know, horrible team. We think they are.
5: I don't think they are. I don't think they are. I think
1: it could be a quality squad. You know, I think everything's better when, uh, you know, the AF, uh, AFC East is, you know, pretty much, you know, equal. Doesn't
5: Zach Wilson look like if Brett, Brett Favre had a phalidomide baby. I mean, he, he's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how his game is. Um, Mike field stinks, right? The Patriots Patriots are pretty, con, uh, pretty big favorites on Monday night. Um, this is the exactly the spot. I, I, if I could, it. if
1: I can inter, if I can interject, I would love to see some sort of, you know, some sort of, you know, graphic as to, you know, depending on how much bill builds up the opponent as to how, you know, how good they actually are. Inverse. But he, 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 exactly. <laughs> he might be an inverse relation, but that's the thing. I, I'm sure he talked up, uh, talked up, uh, the, uh, Cleveland team that, uh, beat them back in. What was it? Uh, Peyton 2010, Hulles, the Peyton, the Peyton 10, Hillis, yeah. yeah. Former yeah, Matt, you, you he never graced know the cover it, yeah. of Madden one year,
5: Peyton Hillis, right?
1: That's right, any given huh. Sunday.
5: That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, any shoe-pissing Mike over the, the Bears on Monday night? Fields is a terrific athlete. Uh, just, you know, don't run behind the quarterback, Chris Slade slash Chandler Jones style, and uh, make him beat you with his arm. Is it? Is it maybe just that easy?
4: Yeah, I, I, I'm you know, the Patriots defense is, uh, is going to be overpriced in daily fantasy this weekend, but I'm still, I I still think I'm going to ride it. Um, because I think fields is going to give them one plus. Um, so the the defense is just really good. And, you know, if you had listened to this podcast, you would have known that, that Matt Patricia would be pretty good at calling, um, a football game. And he's, he's been, he's been really good the last few weeks. Yes, he Uh, and it, I thought, you know, I thought he was good against the Ravens too. He was really good against the Ravens. I mean, if they don't uh, turn the ball over against yeah. Baltimore. They're, they're yeah. four and two right now. Yeah. They ran a, you know, um, they were in a shitty route. Uh, Parker ran a shitty, ran the wrong route in the red area. Um, and, you know, Mac made the bad pick on, on the previous one, but I, they've been, he, he's been really good. And the idea that Bill Belichick didn't know, and, and I think this is, that's a Chatham point, but I don't feel like I'm, I'm stealing it too much, but. The idea that Bill Belich didn't know what he had, and Matt Patricia, a guy who he's worked, you know, thousands get, and thousands of hours,
2: is
4: fucking insane. Like, yeah, you know better. Like, because the guy wasn't a great head coach in, in, in Detroit. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like, it's just fucking crazy. Scotty, what's to, your? Sh-
1: I'm I'm going to enjoy the dawning realization that the Patriots
5: are good and are going to continue to be good going nationwide over the next few weeks. Media Mike had it first. Mike mm-hmm. declared it on the podcast and on social media. Scott, I got a question see, what, for you
2: guys. Go Good. Uh, so this is related back a little bit to the Zappy versus Mac. Um, Zappy. And sorry. Der, so <laughs> microphone during, during issues. the Cleveland game, I don't know what the actual numbers were, but it really sounded like, if you're listening to the the refs' announcement, it sounded like Cannon was tackle eligible every other play. So they're they're running six linemen out there quite a bit. Shades of the uh, indie the indie games back in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. 2016, 2014, yeah. 2014? yeah. So to a degree, I kind of feel like he's doing some things. He had some benefits there against Cleveland that they probably wouldn't do quite so much with Mac. Mac has faced different circumstances. But my question is, do you think th- this Bears team are they going to continue to do that same swapping out tackle eligible?
4: Yeah, I Mike, mean, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't. I think they will. Yeah. I mean, I I think they can and they will. And I, I think especially with. I think Harris is going to be back too. So, yes, he's practicing. While. I think the run game. Good. Yeah, the, the, mm. the, that that was. I was concerned about about him, his health. But like you know, and and not putting too much on on Ramondre, who is unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I can. I think they'll they'll they should do a heavy dose of that still, for sure. Because I mean, especially in these situations where they're a better team, they're a superior team. I think they can dictate. Um, you know more in these situations, so I, I I'm excited to see to see them, and I think they can be a bit conservative, and, and um and I think that that's kind of what that entails with with that eligible guy there, yeah.
5: Yeah, to your point, Mike, the Bears are actually giving up almost five yards of carry on the rush, They're giving up four point eight yards of rush, not to go full Brian Barrett into a bridge abutment off the pike here, and they've held the game Damon
4: Buford, one for three. <laughs>
5: Got Damon Buford. There's a, a blast in the past. Mark Portugal threw 72 pitches, and Two Pat Rap
4: came in and released. Six point one innings. Six point one innings pitched. Six point one. You know, he didn't do the thirds right.
5: And now, here are our friends from Pearl Jam. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Bears are good. Uh, good against the pass to date. Uh, they're a little softer against the run. The Bears have a, the Bears have a good run game. They have a quarterback who's very athletic. The Patriots need to take care of business at home. This is exactly the kind of game. I started to make this point earlier that the Brady Belichick era Patriots, they would roll NFC, mediocre NFC teams on the regular that would come into Gillette. Uh, I think they actually beat the Cutler bears. Uh, my memory may be off here. It was roughly, you know, 96 to three, but the, this, this page. Uh, yeah, exactly. 2010? Yeah, 2010. 2010 in the snow. That was a
4: route. Yeah. They had like 30 at halftime or something. Right.
5: Yeah, there was a
4: uh, branch uh, the, the, scored on like the sideline there on the half. Yeah, that, that was yeah,
5: good at the uh, yeah. the the, the yeah. former, I guess it's still Schultz soldier field, but Christ, yeah. that looks like a, a, yeah. an alien spaceship out there on Lakeshore Drive. Um, so yeah, you know, we're we're, we're off to Confidence is high on the Patriots so far. Confidence is high. Um, <laughs> is that is that a
4: Shermanator reference? For American, <laughs> I, actually,
5: I actually think that's uh. <laughs> Uh, I think the confidence is high is actually from war games. Oh, okay. We're
4: yes. Oh no. The, the Shermanator was quoting war games. That's what it is. Uh, you're right. Okay. Uh,
5: so we just cross-palm. dream in inside there. a dream. Yep. It's inception.
4: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you
5: go. I don't mean to trigger you Mike, but uh, this asshole is going to Miami, isn't
4: he? No retirement in my future. <laughs> Thank you guys. Appreciate.
5: Uh, He's absolutely going to Miami after the season, isn't
4: he? I hope he goes to uh I, uh, the way he talks, he, he, should go to, uh, go to take a deployment. Yes. Yeah, I see. You apologize for that though. <laughs> uh,
5: Dan, th- not to belabor the Brady stuff, you know, we're on record. We, we, we laid our positions out. Um, the Brady thing in Tampa isn't going to happen. He's not going to be in Tampa next year. He tried to get his way out of Tampa this year. You know, he's got a lot of shit going on in his personal life. Um, if he doesn't have that tie to his, his, his familial ties and uh, the yappa yappa, um, what's your percentage? I hate to go full sports radio on you here, but uh, what's the percentage he winds up in Miami next year? His, one of his buddies is the minority owner of the Dolphins who might be on his way out because of everything that happened with the tampering. Tommy tampering in the offseason, but that doesn't sound like a man whose life, his, his life is a little bit rough right now. Doesn't sound like a man who's ready to walk away from football, even if he is fly, jetting off to Crafty Bob's wedding on a Friday night before the game as the as the team leader and then throwing a shit burger on the field in Pittsburgh.
2: Is he on his contract here? Is this the last year? With- it. This is yeah.
5: it. This is it. He's a free agent after the season.
2: Yeah, I don't know. 90% I'm going to say. Um, this podcast is ostensibly supposed to be Brady free, right? It's <laughs> At this point. Uh, it's it's so tough to avoid though. I mean, you know, the past two weeks we you, you saw the, the the divorce lawyer story and uh, just what you said, the retirement is not in the not in his future. And uh, uh, he had something where he, he said uh, he struggles to give time to his family during the football season, and he was comparing leaving his family to uh, military deployment. Which, what you an know, asshole! Yeah, uh, it's aside from Super Bowl Fifty Five. It's, it's really, I'm so glad that the Patriots have been spared this part of his career. He's he's just so hard to, well, like <laughs>
5: at yeah. all. I mean, Mike actually made the point that Bill's, maybe Bill's greatest feat as Patriots head coach was keeping that loon under wraps for two fucking decades. Scartzi, uh, we'll, we'll mercifully wrap this up shortly, but uh, if Brady goes to Miami next year, I think you know, the dial on my enmity and hatred for him is going to go to 11. Uh, oh God. I mean, anyway, just, wrap I, I hope you know, I, I, have I, an you know,
1: I am a, I am a, I am a romantic at heart and I hope that going to Miami saves his marriage and he, you know, overdoses on concussion water in the 120 <laughs> degree sideline heat and has to retire. And, you know, he, and, you know, the bastard child and the other, you know, natural born ones get to live a happy life together
5: in Miami, the
1: pure After, bloods, the pure bloods. Exactly. <laughs> yes.
5: Her husbands can not take Botox <laughs> and concussion water at the same time. Am, am I appropriate? Well, that's just is science. Mike on route one. Is that a racist statement I just made regarding? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, Mike on route one is that in this town one on Twitter, Dan is at Patriots daily uh, we're going in inverse order in this podcast. We're going, we had to shit on Volness. to start off. We weren't going to bury the lead, but don't worry. It's time for four downs with Scartelli to close the podcast. Mr. Scartelli, the floor is yours.
1: Thank you, Iron Filings. Here are the afterthought four downs for Sunday's Patriots at Browns game. Down one, Nick Folk. Hmm. He's too good a kicker to miss a 45-yard gimme and too good to get mushed by the wildly overrated Kevin Harlan. Be better, Nick. Sticking with special teams, down two. Special teams coach Cameron Acourt. It was nigh unforgivable to not have the squad ready for the onside kick that was the situation clearly dictated. If that Browns player, you know, whatever his name was, Hadn't possibly been out of bounds, adoptive Ohio, in Ohioan, Bertie Breer, wasn't sure that he was, there was enough evidence to overturn. The entire momentum of the game could have changed, and New England could have lost to Cleveland. Unthinkable. Down three, Matt Patricia. Not in his capacity as offensive play caller, but as the offensive line coach. I blame him. For the mental mistakes made by Isaiah Wynn, that broken down fat kid from Georgia, and Trent Brown, plus their poor play stopping the pass rush. And and I'll include Marcus Cannon in that too. Which brings us to down four, strength and conditioning assistant coach, Deron Mayo. I don't know if he's why the Patriots players keep getting injured so much, but uh, it could be. Plus, get this, his brother Gerard is also a Patriots coach. What are the odds? Just goes to show you, you can't spell nepotism without N-E. Those are the four downs. This has been Entitled Town. So as always, please stay off the pike and turn off your radios.
4: And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. You got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.